Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day you're in. I sure do appreciate y'all joining me, giving me a little bit of your time. I know y'all have other things that you could be doing, maybe you should be doing. So I will, I appreciate it. I will try and use your time wisely. We have our Christmas lights blinking on the porch, or as my parents used to call them when it was not Christmas time, our fiesta lights. A little smoke coming out of the chimney. A little bit of a fire left, and uh, one dog curled up in a chair by the fire. Our three-legged dog likes to climb up in the chair and sit by the coals at the end. For those of y'all, as always, folks that continue to support the podcast and tell others about it, thank you so much. For those of y'all that are financially supporting the podcast over on Patreon, uh, thank you. I'm incredibly grateful for that. I will try and use your time wisely. Father, thank you for this time. Guide my words. Watch over the people that listen to it and their families. Bless them. Keep them all safe. Protect us all from evil. Guide our nation back to you and your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to do your will. Give us the courage to act on it and the wisdom to see it. Watch over those that are hurting, alone, scared. Be with them. your son's name we pray. Amen. We're going to go back for just a minute to the voting rights or responsibilities that we have as citizens voting. And then we're going to talk uh, just kind of generically about a few things. So we'll go back to this quote from Garfield that we finished on last night. Now more than ever, before the people are responsible, for the character of their Congress. If that body be ignorant, reckless, and corrupt, it is because the people tolerate ignorance, recklessness, and corruption. If it be intelligent, brave, and pure, it is because the people demand these high qualities to represent them in the national legislature. We have a responsibility, folks, not only to vote. We have a responsibility to vote for Christians in this Christian nation. And that is true regardless of whether you profess Christ as your Lord and Savior or not. It doesn't, that's irrelevant. In a Christian nation built on the principles of Christ as our government, constitution, declaration, policies, law, as they are. Oh, Rocky sees something out in the woods. And we have coyotes that run down in this creek bottom. So if you hear me screaming and running for the house, you know that the coyotes have decided to come into the yard. <laughs> and I have no pistol to shoot them with right now. So, but we have a responsibility uh, to look to God for direction in how we vote. Uh, the idea that we can just disconnect from politics is as foolhardy and reckless as the isolationist mentality that led to Pearl Harbor 
that led us into World War II. Um, you know, the, as, as Christians in particular, that's who I'm really talking to right now about this idea of being aloof, removing yourself from politics. The Bible tells us very explicitly to be part of the world, to be in the world, but not to follow the lead of the world. And I, and I phrase that poorly for some of y'all that really know the Bible, I get it, but the, the intent meaning is God wants us to follow his commands, but he wants us to be a light in the world to lead others to him and his son, Jesus Christ. Uh, it talks about that very much to show others just a little bit of that light to reflect it so that others can see Christ, not us, not ourselves, right? And so in a nation, if we're going to do that as a Christian nation, we have to elect men that follow those commands, that acknowledge that those commands are core values. And it doesn't mean they're perfect. You're not going to find any perfect politicians. The only perfect man was Jesus Christ. We've talked about that before here. We'll talk about it again. But you, that's really one of the great divides today, folks, is we have people that acknowledge the truth, acknowledge perfect principles, and acknowledge that they're sinners, but what they're aiming for. And then we have others that refuse to acknowledge truth, that refuse to acknowledge that they are sinners, that refuse to acknowledge that there are perfect principles. And, and that just absolutely divides us and destroys our republic. And so this quote from Garfield, before we get all high and mighty about how horrible our politicians are, we really need to look in the mirror and say, okay, well, how did those politicians get there? Well, we elected them. And, and you can, again, we talked about this yesterday, you can say all you want about, well, I didn't vote for that person. But this hasn't been overnight. This hasn't been something that just happened. We've been on this road for decades because we've allowed little bitty changes. Uh, Peterson, going back to something he said, I don't remember when, but, you know, how do you get to socialism, communism, leftism, fascism, Nazism, that totalitarianism, that evil? How do you get there? One little bitty step at a time, one inch at a time. And, and the left has done a great job of pushing this over the last eight decades. They're going to push us right to the edge. And then they're going to stop. And they're going to wait until everything calms down. And then they're going to push us right to the edge again. My uncle, who I've talked about on this podcast a couple times, had a great analogy. He said, you know, the pendulum does swing back and forth. But every time it swings from the left politically back toward the right, it swings a little bit less far toward the right. And the center of the pendulum swing moves a little bit farther toward the left. And that's what relativism, that's what relativistic thinking gets you. Well, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. Our community is not as bad as that community. Our school's not as bad as that school. And what you really ought to do, and I'm taking this from, <laughs> ironically enough, from some people in education, uh, and the little mantra is, don't say I can't, say I can't yet, right? And, and so it's supposed to be encouraging for kids, and, and in a lot of ways it is. It's, it's a great 
ideal to strive for, right? You're not going to be perfect when you go on step on the court the first time in basketball or tennis or the field, you know, or whatever, volleyball, doesn't matter. You're gonna not going to be perfect academically the very first time you try something, right? So don't don't expect that perfection. Aim for it, right? Which is ironic because that's really what we're supposed to do with Christ. We're supposed to hold that unchanging, perfect standard and aim for that. But the the point going back is I'm not, I, I can't yet, right? Well, that's the deal when we allow changing standards is, well, we're not relativism, right? We're not that community. And we really ought to add yet onto it. Well, we're not that community yet. We're not as bad as that school yet. We're not as bad as that marriage yet. We're not as bad as that family yet. Because if our standard is anything other than, as John Adams, our president, said, the principles of Christ, which were the principles of the revolution, which were the principles that founded this country, if our standard is anything less than that, then we're on the path toward evil. And it really is just that simple. All right, so we're going to go on to the next one. Let me see if I can find it real quick. And this is from Noah Webster, who we've talked about quite often. God commands you to choose for rulers just men who will rule in the fear of God. The preservation of a republican government depends on the faithful discharge of this duty. If the citizens neglect their duty and place unprincipled men in office, the government will soon be corrupted. Laws will be made not for the public good, so much as for selfish or local purposes. Corrupt or incompetent men will be appointed to execute the laws. The public revenues will be squandered on unworthy men, and the rights of citizens will be violated or disregarded. All of these things we see today. All of these things. So, the first thing is, if you want a Republican form of government, you've got to have a faithful discharge of voting, which means choosing just men who will rule in the fear of God. Right? You've got to choose that. And if you don't choose that, if you refuse to choose men that fear God, if you refuse to choose men and you choose women because of some woke ideology, right, you're going to lose this Republican form of government, which is the only way to have freedom and liberty, right? Okay, so if you neglect this duty, you're going to end up with unprincipled men in office. You can see that across the board today. We have quite a few, a number of unscrupulous characters in our Congress and our state legislatures and our national legislature, men and women who care about nothing but what gains them political power, right? So we see that. Uh, you're going to see corruption, which we see. Laws will be made not for the public good so much as selfish or local purposes. You see that again and again. All of these little add-ons that we have to the laws, right? Instead of just voting on one law, this law gets added on, added on, added on. And you end up passing these what they call omnibus bills, right? Where you have all these things that have nothing to do with the real, the main point, right? Like you have a military spending bill and all of a sudden you've got uh, something to do with postage stamps, or I don't know, you know, pick whatever, the way hammers are made or something. You've got stuff that has nothing to do with that military spending bill tacked onto it. 
And so it's, it's local or selfish purposes. Corrupt and incompetent men will be appointed to execute the laws. Uh, you can see that in a number of different departmental appointments. You can see that in a number. The fact that we had a recent president of the United States that said that his whole goal in selecting a Supreme Court justice was based on their color, skin color, and their gender. That has nothing to do with the job. It's irrelevant. The only thing that matters in the Supreme Court justice is, do you know the history and heritage of our country and the Constitution, and will you execute your judgments based on those original truths that go back to Jesus Christ? That's it. And if the answer is yes, then you can be a candidate. And if the answer is no, then you have no right to be on the Supreme Court, period. Public revenues will be squandered on unworthy men, and the rights of citizens will be violated or disregarded. Uh, the, the fact that the Second Amendment is under such attack today, the fact that you see, uh, ironically, Christians under attack today so often in so many different public institutions, right? Again and again, you see this. Uh, the, the squandering of the resources really brings to mind, and I don't have enough time to really get in this uh, tonight, but We've recently had uh, a pretty good friend um, that works in the medical industry. Uh, and this story is repeated so frequently across the country that it, it doesn't even matter because it could be almost any state and any part of the country. And they were talking about the number of individuals that come in without insurance, with no ability to pay for their care into the emergency room, right? And so taxpayers are expected to pick up, foot the bill for that and take care of these people that often are not taking care of themselves, uh, whether it's drugs or alcohol or obesity or poor sexual decisions. And then the taxpayer is expected to pick up that tab, right? And the, the absurdity goes all the way to the point where you have people coming in that are biologically male or female, but they're pretending to be the other, right? And that causes all sorts of its own problems. You know, if you're, if you have XY chromosomes, but you want to pretend that you're a female and you're taking hormones and changing your body, right? That's going to cause problems. If you have two X chromosomes and you're mutilating your body in the attempt to become something you can't be, never will be able to be, that causes its own set of problems. And the taxpayers expected to foot the bill. They come in, they get help in the ER, they have no insurance, they have nothing to pay with. And so somebody is going to have to pay that bill, right? And so we're squandering resources. We have a number of issues that are far, far more important to our nation than helping a male become a pretend female or a female become a pretend male a number of other issues. You could just take the medical field alone, right, and say, we have a number of veterans who have risked life and limb for our country who are receiving substandard care at best, if any care. Uh, you could talk about the mental health issues that come along with the military, which we don't like to talk about today, uh, except we kind of wave at them as they go by on the on the bus, right? Any of those things, 
we could put resources toward that. Those are worthy uses. But this quote from Noah Webster, we're squandering our resources. We're wasting our resources, putting our resources into areas, into issues that don't help our nation, that actually, sadly, hurt our nation. We're actually, it's, it's like with education, when we don't have God-centered, Christ-centered public education, we're undermining the very foundation of our nation. And so we're spending money on a lot of issues today that actually hurt our nation. They don't make it stronger. And so this quote again, what does it go back to? It goes back to how we vote. When we go to the voting booth, we have a responsibility to first and foremost pick men who fear God. This was not an unusual concept. This was the norm. This was the vast majority. This was how we elected leaders. This is what made our nation great is that we were a Christian nation that elected Christian rulers, not perfect rulers. And that's that's the trick that the left often plays. They say, oh, well, you're Christian. You must be perfect. Well, you're not perfect, so you can't be a Christian. So why would you even attempt to vote for people like that? No, that's not it at all. You have to vote for men that fear God, that acknowledge those perfect principles laid out in the Bible, laid out by Jesus Christ, and strive to meet them, and are willing to acknowledge when they don't. But if we're not going to do that, if we're not going to execute them, then you go back to that Garfield quote. You say, well, what can we expect? We can expect corruption. We can expect violence. We can expect chaos, right? The violence and the chaos part you're starting to see in a number of places across the country where we refuse to prosecute criminals anymore. And we release them. It's like a revolving door. And so we're creating this whole class of career criminals in certain parts of the country because there's no repercussions. This is exactly what we see in education with the whole retest, reteach idea. We give kids chance after chance after chance to retest, to take a test again, right? And 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 it's it's so hypocritical and it's such a there's such a multifaceted issue that you, I can't talk about it in the last few minutes of this podcast, but it's, it's a hypocritical standard. Some kids get a chance to retest and others don't, right? And this is in varying shades all across the country. It's not any one particular area, right? And, and what that, that's so misleading to these kids because it's the video game mentality. It's the idea, well, if I die, I just get another life, you know, and, and a, pretty decent, I think, analogy is a car wreck. If you get in a car wreck, can you fix the car? Yes, absolutely you can. But there are consequences that go along with that. Perhaps your insurance gets raised. Perhaps you can't fix the car. You don't have the money to, right? There's no redo button. You can't just be like, push a button and all of a sudden the wreck didn't happen. You can't just take a retest and get to redo that interaction with the light pole or that other vehicle or uh, what the pedestrian walking across the street or whatever it was, whatever caused that wreck, you can't just push a button and, and get a retrial. You have to deal with the consequences. And so we're really setting our kids up for failure because we're, we're teaching them a system, a style of living that is not truthful, it's not reality.
You don't just get to reset and redo. It doesn't work that way. Uh, and that's, you know, I, I can't help but finish, finish mentioning this because marriage is one of the areas we see this so clearly. You know, if you, if you cheat on your spouse, for example, uh, is there forgiveness? Yeah, for sure from God and Jesus Christ, uh, possibly from your spouse. Uh, is there reconciliation? Possibly. Is, is there a chance for that marriage to heal? Possibly. Hopefully. All those things are, are possible and hopeful. But there's always going to be consequences from that decision. And there's no way to go back in time and, and well, you know what, man, I just didn't quite get it right that first time. Let me take a retest. No. No, it doesn't work that way. Uh, and that's, you know, with voting, going back full circle, we really have got to get back to that point, again, of electing those public officials that acknowledge those perfect principles and fear God. They may not be perfect, but they're going to strive toward those principles. So I know that last little bit was kind of all over the place, so forgive me. Uh, God bless you all. God bless your families. God bless America. We'll talk to you all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it. Always do.